Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067 The Fan, live from the nation's capital. And we have some breaking news here from Ian Rappaport, rap sheet on Twitter. Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz suffered a fractured finger on his throwing hand in the team's win over the Chicago Bears, per him and Mike Garofalo. He's headed to Los Angeles to see a hand specialist to determine the next step. His availability moving forward is up in the air. And so, although we thought we were going to be celebrating this weekend as the Commanders got a much-needed victory to move to 2-4, and four, now we don't know what the situation is going to be with our quarterback moving forward. And really, this could be a blessing in disguise, to be honest with you. I was watching the game on Thursday, and in the middle of the second quarter, I decided I am over Carson Wentz. I, I was all in on the Carson Wentz experience to start the season. I was backing him all off season. I was calling out reporters for saying he was inaccurate. Are you kidding me? What kind of football do you know how to scout? But Nick, turns out they were all right. Because just watching him play week after week after week, everything we heard about him from the rumors from Philadelphia to Indianapolis to here are true. The only thing that's not true is that he's a locker room cancer is what people said. He's great in the locker room. Everyone loves him. He's inaccurate. He needs a clean pocket. He can't deal with people being up in his face. He doesn't know how to release the ball quickly. He takes only deep shots. He doesn't dump, out, dump it off to the running backs anymore. This could be a blessing in disguise. Taylor Heineke fans right now are licking their lips, ready for the Green Bay Packers next week. Remember, Taylor nearly beat the Packers last season. He had a Lambeau leap that then was called back. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. one 636 106.7, Ian Rapport reporting that Carson Wentz suffered a fractured finger on his throwing hand in the team's win over the Bears. I'm Adam Epstein, this is AWOD Radio, and when I was watching the game, you knew he was injured, obviously the way he was like shaking his fingers around, and I'm surprised that he was able to fight through that and play the rest of the game, because I believe that was his throwing hand. Yes, Ian Rappaport is reporting that it was a fractured finger on his throwing hand, so you got to give him credit being able to power through. He even had that one, you know, crackback block on Roquan Smith, but man, this is interesting news here for the Commanders. What are they going to do? Obviously, it will be Taylor Heineke, it looks like, against the Green Bay Packers. Um, a fractured finger on a, a Throwing hand, my guess right now, would probably be at least three to four weeks. But we'll definitely see if there's any more reports on this. And we'll try to track down some reporters from the commanders here to try to chime in. I'll reach out to Grant Paulson as well as J.P. Finley. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Is this a blessing in disguise for the commanders? Denton, what do you think of this situation here? I mean, Carson Wentz. Suffering this fractured finger, he was able to play the rest of the game, but now his status is up in the air for next week. I definitely think it's a well. I'd hope it's a blessing in disguise. I'm not so big on uh, Taylor Heineke, but I am optimistic on what Sam Howell could end up being. And I think at some point this season, you had to figure out what he was because uh, the team's not good. Like I think you and I can agree on that. The team is not very good this season. So if you have a guy in Sam Howell that could potentially be the quarterback next season, that would take you out of the quarterback market. So you have to find out what he is. I'm excited to see what Sam Howell could potentially become. I know Heineke's going to get the immediate start, but yeah. give me Sam Howell, baby. I, I understand what you're saying there. I just also feel like with this current offensive line, it also it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. 
they're going to get injured. I mean, look at their offensive line the last three years, the amount of quarterbacks we've had to play. You know, the reason is they don't have protection. Ryan Fitzpatrick could have been the answer. Ron Rivera has come out with reporters and said so much, uh, often and often, how he thought that Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to be the perfect guy for their system. It lasted about six plays. Why? Because the offensive line couldn't protect him, and he took a huge shot and ended up, what, fracturing his hip, and that was the end of his career. And so Taylor Heineke might give you the best chance to win with his ability to be mobile and scramble outside of the pocket and kind of just you know make something happen and make a play downfield uh, with his mobile ability, but... It also does not help you with the future, right? So maybe the best case scenario is you go to Car- you go to Taylor Heineke here, you let him play out the games, and win or lose, you're going to have a higher draft pick next year. And you gotta draft the offensive line. You have to draft. I think you need a left tackle. I think you probably need a starting. I think it's obvious you need a starting center. If you're watching the snaps at all, people can blame Carson Wentz all they want, and he has not been good. But it's, it's got to be impossible to play the quarterback position when it feels like you're reaching down to tie your shoes every time you get a snap. I mean, it's so hard. It's so frustrating to watch Carson Wentz back there when, look, he has not been good enough. But I can make excuses for him because it's obvious watching the game. He gets sacked almost every third down, and it's not like he's not releasing the ball in time. Sometimes that's the issue. But sometimes it's, hello, we got a free blitzer because the left guard did his did his position wrong. Or the center snapped it over his head or at his feet. Or the right tackle couldn't even touch his guy, and Michael Parsons went right past him. Week after week after week, the offensive line is the biggest issue. Carson Wentz has not been good enough, but I definitely think you can give excuses to him. Uh, 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to uh, Jess in Alexandria. Jess, you're on the fan with Adam Epstein. Hey, well, this is Gus. Um, oh. You know what? Man, my producers keep botching your name, Gus. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Um, you know what? This may be the perfect moment for Heineke. I mean, I'm not the biggest Heineke fan, but one thing he did was work on his game. Last year, there was the issue of him, you know, possibly being injury prone, and he made it through the whole season besides that one COVID game. This offseason, he worked on his arm. Apparently, his arm got stronger. And that's the thing everyone holds Wentz over Heineke for is that arm strength. You know, I, I think we're going to, the, the team's going to win, and then it's going to be up to the Rivera to see if Wentz lost his job due to injury, which coaches don't like to do, or performance. Yeah, we definitely will have a QB situation here in Washington. I mean, even even if Taylor Heineke loses, then the next question is, at what point do you go to Sam Howell? And if he wins, then right, Carson Wentz comes back in three weeks, and you have to have the conversation and say, who was better for this offense? Now, he ha- he is familiar with Scott Turner's offense, and he played in it all last season, and he wasn't bad last season. The, the problem with me, with Taylor Heineke, was he couldn't stretch the field. And I don't know if that was, you know, play calling – kind of playing to his strengths here, and Scott Turner knew, hey, he doesn't have the greatest deep ball, so let's not call that many deep shots. But when you don't stretch the field, you know, you see the box start getting more crowded. You see the corners step closer and closer to the line here. And, and that's the interesting thing is they're going to have to change the offense than it was last season with Taylor Heineke. Hopefully they will have more trust in his arm now that he's, you know, supposedly gotten stronger and, and really worked out all off season. But the offense has not been good enough. The defense has been a bright spot over the last few weeks here, and you thought, man, could the offense get any worse? Well, we'll see what happens when they move on to quarterback Taylor Heineke. If you're just tuning in right now, 
Ian Rapport reported that Carson Wentz suffered an, a fractured finger on his throwing hand Thursday night in the game against the Chicago Bears. Keep it locked and loaded here to DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan up until 11 a.m. Taking your phone calls on the Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz. Will he be ready for next week facing off against the uh, the Green Bay Packers? Do you believe that this is a blessing in this disguise like I do? Because I'm just so tired of watching Carson Wentz. I couldn't believe that he couldn't get into the end zone against the Chicago Bears. It really took a muffed punt. He deserved <laughs> to have zero points on the board. Instead, he got the win, and his record moved to 7-0 and in primetime. That's how fluky the NFL is sometimes. He is 7-0 and on primetime Thursday night football, and the only reason we won that game is because, one, Benjamin St. Juice made an unbelievable play at the one-yard line, and two, the Bears muffed the punt, and so Carson Wentz didn't even have to throw it in. He handed it off to Brian Robinson Jr., who was just the, it's the coolest story in the NFL. I, I love that he was able to work back to get back into the practice squad or to get back at practice there and then make, him, make his way into a game. Uh, after being shot in the leg, and then ends up starting and scores the game-winning touchdown. And so you got a little bit of momentum here with this team, and I don't think the momentum is going to be stopped by Carson Wentz being out. Taylor Heineke could have this offense flying even higher than Carson Wentz, who, again, he scored 12 points. They only scored 12 points. That's not good enough to win games 98% of the time. It was good enough to beat the lousy Chicago Bears. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067, or you can tweet me at AWOD Radio. That's at A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. Your, mo- your phone call's next on the fan. Could we be dealing with more of Heineke to McLaurin starting next Sunday? Thanks to Fox Sports for the audio of that touchdown pass. And CBS Sports reports that Wankel Wentz, Carson Wentz, who had an ankle injury, during the game, and also was coming into the game with a bicep strain, suffered a fractured finger in Thursday's win over the Bears, of course, reporting uh, reported by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. CBS Sports says it was previously reported that Wentz suffered minor injuries both to his ankle and biceps, but the fractured finger is unquestionably the worst of what evidently was a rough Thursday night contest for the veteran Wentz who is expected to see a hand specialist to determine the severity of the injury and whether he's able to play through the issue or not. Taylor Heineke would likely step in as Wentz's replacement if the starter is unable to play, but the rookie fifth-round pick Sam Howe could also be in in contention for the backup job given the commander's 2-4 record. Expect the team to release more details regarding Wentz's status in the coming days. So what do the commanders do? From here, 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. All right, Edward, I got a, I got a question for you. Here. Okay. Because um, I think, are you more of a Taylor Heineke guy, I'm guessing? I was. See, that's the thing. I was all in on Carson Wentz. It was until <laughs> the middle of that Thursday night football game where it hit me. That's Why am I rooting for off. this loser? <laughs> so I got a question for you regarding Heineke. Because I okay. thought Heineke, at least in the the start of the regular season last year, he did a fine job. He wasn't great, but I thought he was good. I look at the end of that regular season, uh, his QBR in the final four games, 5.9 against Dallas, 4.3 against Dallas. I hate back-to-back Dallas weeks, but they didn't ask me. Uh, 41.2 against Philly, 6.3 against New York. So we know that Heineke does better things than Wentz in terms of mobility, 
But the question for you is, what is the leash on Heineke? Does he need to come in and immediately play uh, sort of how he was during that four-game win streak, or do you allow him a grace period to get his feet back under him and playing against real competition? I would say Heineke plays until the team has eight losses or more. At that point, the season is officially shot, and then you might as well go to Sam Howell. Unless Heineke shows you something. You know, you know, there's a chance that Heineke plays well and we lose because of the defense. You know, that was the issue for part of last season. Now, I will give the defensive line a lot of credit. Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are absolutely eating. And Montez Sweat has now had back-to-back, you know, spectacular performances. All right? And, and really, the Chicago Bears could have had 21 points, but they went to the red zone three times, and we somehow shut them out to zero points in the red zone besides that one deep ball where Kendall Fuller was burnt. The defense looked pretty solid on Thursday night against the Bears. So the defense is playing well, which tells me the offense just got to move the ball. You know, they've got to just stop going three and out, which was an issue for Taylor Heineke last year also. What I will say is that you think that Taylor Heineke's mobility should play into their whole rushing attack and run the damn ball, right? With You could, ha- could say maybe we have a three-headed monster with the option play there. If Taylor Heineke, you let him get to the outside, you know, hit to the pylon where he's uh, been successful. You have Brian Robinson up the middle, and you have kind of uh, Antonio Gibson to hit outside the left tackle or inside the tackle like that. So there's definitely options there in the running game with a guy like Taylor Heineke with his mobility. You remember, this is part of Scott Turner's offense, to have a mobile quarterback. You take a look back at the screen pass that they ran Thursday night against the Bears. It didn't work because Carson Wentz threw the ball in the dirt and Gibson made a great uh, catch to even catch it. But the design was Curtis Samuel going to the right with an option route for the quarterback to then turn back to his left and throw to the running back. I promise you Taylor Heineke makes that throw because he's much better at moving his feet. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. What do the commanders do from here? Uh, let's go to Mark in Largo. You're on the fan with Adam Epstein. Hey, what's up, Adam? How you doing, bro? I'm good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, so, I mean, how severe is, is Carson's injury? It's a fractured finger on his throwing finger, uh, on his throwing hand. Um, so Ooh. that tells me at least 10 to 15 days, right? Well, does he have to wear it? Does it need to be operated on or anything like that? They don't know. We're still waiting for news. He, you know, he's going to Los Angeles to meet with a hand specialist today. So that's going to determine really the next step. And all we know right now is that his availability moving forward is up in the air. But you also have to ask yourself, Mark, has he played good enough to even deserve to play through this injury? Well, well, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> I was trying to be polite. Um, I think everybody knows me when the station knows I'm, a, I'm a, the president of the Sam Howell Fan Club. But um, I, I, I do think uh, Taylor probably would be a better fit if they wanted to try to win some games. I'm not sure if you want to bring Sam in. With, with, I mean, until you're technically out of it. But here's the problem, though. If Taylor beats Green Bay... I have a hard time getting him out of that game. I mean, you you may have a Cooper Rush situation because if Taylor starts playing well and then Carson's healthy, then what do you do? Well, you stick with the hot hand. And and look, I don't even think it's it's a conversation after the way he's played through six games. I mean, the guy had 12 points against the Chicago Bears, who are terrible, you know? And so I, th- I think it's an e- easy decision. If Taylor Heineke wins one game, you stick with him. 
I mean, th- this is what I also will say. I think this whole injury with Carson Wentz is going to save Ron's job. Because now how can you fire him? He's going to go to the podium every time and say, I've still never gotten a full season with a quarterback that I want. Right? He never got a full season with Fitzpatrick. He had to go to Heineke. He chose Carson Wentz. We played the audio earlier this uh, this morning. He was fired up to tell everyone that he watched the analytics, he studied the tape, he's the reason that Carson Wentz was here in Washington. And now, he's not going to get a full season with the man. So, Ron Rivera's job might have been saved by this whole situation as well. Uh, I mean, Denton, it is such a fluid situation here, where it feels like things are going to change week to week. Like, for example, if Taylor Heine come, come, comes in and stinks the bed, why wouldn't you have a conversation about Sam Howell the following week, right? If the team moves to 2-5. and five? Yeah, at this point, all options are set to be explored. It felt like when Carson was healthy, Carson, as Ron told us, was very much his guy. He wanted Carson here. He was going to stick with his guy. But now that his guy is no longer here, all options, I feel like, should be on the table to feel like who is going to give you the best opportunity to win. You have to do something to spark this offense. You absolutely have to do something to spark the offense. And so I was ready to go to Taylor Heineke in the second half of that Thursday night football game. If you agree with me, call in right now, 1-800-636-1067. I truly think if we're just talking about this team winning a few games, because, look, we're not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. We're not even probably going to sniff the playoffs. The division has three teams that are you know, far more superior than we are this season. They're just, they're just flat out better than us, more talented than us, better coached than us, better quarterbacks than us. Even Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than what's we're, what we're dealing with. And so you kind of have to think about it in a sense of this is the inaugural season season in a team with a franchise here that has a fan base that is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and so you have to look for any kind of spark offensively and so I was ready to go to Taylor Heineke in the middle of that Thursday night football game and so I believe this is a blessing in disguise and all of a sudden I might even look at the line on next thir- next Sunday all right from Landover FedEx field as Green Bay comes to town the line right now is seven I might take Washington to cover those seven points because now if the defense keeps playing at the level that they've been playing and the offense does a little better with Taylor Heineke, you give yourself a shot. Now, Green Bay, that's the issue, all right? As good as our defense has been in the last two weeks, our secondary has still been torched. We're still giving up the explosive plays. And last week, it was an explosive play to the running to the quarterback. We let Justin Fields run out of the pocket for 45 yards. And nearly cost us the game. Phone lines open, 1-800-636-1067. We got Charles in Woodbridge. Charles, you think I'm blaming everything on Wentz unfairly? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All this right. team stinks, bro. And you're about to get what you're looking for with Heineke. He doesn't have a strong arm. He's merely a backup quarterback in the league. I'm not trying to knock him like that. The kid's no, right. got a little bit of heart. But he's not a starting quarterback. All right, Charles, but hold on, on, Charles, Charles. I want to give you a chance to respond here, but here's my point with Carson Wentz. He is he has been inaccurate. He he won't dump it off to the running back there. He won't, you know, there was a a play where everyone's calling him out on social media when he threw it deep to Terry McLaurin on the third and three when Brian Robinson is wide open. That's what Ter- that's what Taylor Mahineke is gonna do, is he will do the dump offs, which will at least move the chains, and you think the offense should get into you know better field position because of that. Well, I can't argue with you on that one, man. You, you, uh, you know, you made a point there, but I just think it takes a, a team effort. You got eleven men on offense, eleven men on defense, eleven men on special teams. Yeah, and I, I just think that the whole situation that's going on with the Commanders right now is unfortunate. I think the best route to go because I think the coach has mentally checked out. He's just 
you know, he's just playing it by ear. He's just going with the motions right now. I think everybody's pretty much fed up with what's going on in Washington or Maryland or Virginia or wherever they play. But you're going to have fans who are going to jump ship because it's not the Redskins no more. And it's just, it is what it is. The best thing for them to do is go ahead and continue to tank and go in the draft and get a good quarterback that's coming out this year out of the NCAA and rebuild. Charles, I appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. 1-800-636-1067 if you want to chime in here. And I know that 1067 The Fan has been all over this story here and following it ever since Thursday night. When you watch the game, it did look like it was a bad injury. He was releasing an outside route there, which means basically he's throwing it with all of his arm strength, and his hand came down. Now, we see this happen all the time, and I believe this is how Russell Wilson injured his thumb, is when your hand comes down, boom, bang, on an opponent's helmet, or even maybe on a teammate's helmet. Well, this time, I think his hand came down on a defender's hand. And you could see the way it, the, it landed. That was a lot of, it was a lot of contact, a lot of strength from the hand there. And the finger looked awkward. And really, the team wouldn't confirm it after the game, but it was pretty obvious that it was something serious with the injury. And we believe that it's estimated Carson Wentz could be out as much as six weeks. So we're looking really at six weeks of the Taylor Heineke show. Here in Washington. Matthew Paris of the Washington Times will join me next. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067 The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067 The Fan. Phone lines are open 1 800 636 1067 or you can tweet me at AWOD Radio. Let's talk about Carson Wentz and this whole situation here. How long will he be out, and what do the commanders do from here? I got a tweet from my buddy Commonwealth Commanders. He says it's a blessing in disguise, and I do totally agree. I mean, the offense, I think, is going to look a lot different with Taylor Heineke. And when you look back at the last two weeks, the reason this team, I mean, even though they won, it felt like a loss, was because the offense couldn't put up enough points. Joining me right now on the hotline is Matthew Paris from the Washington Times. What's going on, Matt? Hey, it's been a uh, interesting morning for sure. Uh, how are you? I'm doing all right here. So look, we've heard here at 1067 the fan that Carson Wentz could miss as much as six weeks. What do you make of that scenario here for the Commanders that they're going to be forced to go with a backup quarterback over really just the meat of the schedule here? It really is where things heat up, and by the time Carson comes back here, they could be out of playoff contention. Yeah, you know, I think it's a, a disaster for Washington. You know, I know some people would want the offense to turn to Taylor Heineke to see what it would look like, but in the big picture of things, you need this season to know if Carson Wentz is your guy or not. You know, I know some people would argue that maybe he's already not after six games, but it gives the coaching staff an excuse to say, oh, well, we didn't have Carson Wentz for that stretch of the season. Who knows what we could have been. Whereas you really needed that full uh, evaluation. I think to your point about it being maybe a blessing in disguise, well, now does maybe if he misses six games, that doesn't trigger the, the 70% uh, snap threshold, which would save Washington a second round pick. They'd send a third round pick to Indianapolis instead. But, but other than that, I mean, geez, like how does this affect their overall evaluation of Carson Wentz, and how does this affect their future? Those are much bigger questions than this actual season. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. And really, my evaluation was that in the middle of that Thursday night football game, I had a revelation that I decided I am done defending Carson Wentz. I was so ready to move on to Taylor Heineke, so I believe it's a blessing in disguise. You're listening to Adam Epstein here on The Fan. If you're just joining us, Ian Rappaport reporting at Rapsheet on Twitter that Commander's quarterback Carson Wentz suffered a fractured finger on his throwing hand in the team's win over the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's headed to Los Angeles to see a hand specialist. We are reporting here at 106.7 The Fan that he could miss as much as six weeks. Joining me right now on the hotline is Matthew Paris of the Washington Times. Matt, what do you think Ron Rivera is thinking? What do you think? Here's the bigger question. What would be your guess on the first phone call he makes? Is it to Dan Snyder? Is it to Scott Turner? Hey, you got a new quarterback to work with. Maybe he calls Taylor Heineke, says, hey, you got another shot. Or does Ron, being the guy he is, call Carson Wentz and check in on him? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I'm sure he's talked to already some of these people yesterday. It's not like, you know, it's not like they didn't know about this ahead of time. I know it just leaked out today, but, I mean, Carson Wentz met with the doctors yesterday, apparently around 3 p.m. I'm sure Rivera checked in on that. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, maybe his first conversation was with Wentz. I honestly don't really know, but that that's a good question. Joined by Matthew Paris here on the BetQL guest hotline. How does the offense change with Taylor Heineke? Like, I actually think that we're going to see some more of these fake option type plays that we saw uh, in Thursday night football there. And maybe we could even see Curtis Samuel in the backfield with a mobile quarterback. I think this offense, they could start running kind of the college type sets that we saw a little bit of last year and what we've seen in the past with running quarterbacks with some run throw options. I yeah, that, that that could be part of it. I do think you'll see plays extended a lot more. It it will probably explain what you mean by that. Be, yeah, so in terms of Taylor Heineke, he likes to get outside the pocket. He likes to kind of keep plays alive with his legs, either by running for a few yards just to get to second and six, or to you know run outside and then throw on the run to find Terry McLaurin down the field. I think we'll see a lot more contested catches for anyone hoping that. Taylor, or the, for anyone hoping that uh, Terry McLaurin to, uh, to be more involved in the offense, you know, we've seen Heineke give McLaurin a chance, even if he's not necessarily open. So the, the offense, uh, I think my biggest question with this movie is how does the offensive line look now? You know, do, does Taylor Heineke extending plays, keeping them alive, does that help the offensive line? Or is he just as doomed as once was? with the pressure being what it is in the interior and then giving up so many sacks. Yeah, um, my I, Matt, my I'm answer curious. to that would be my answer to that would be on first and second down the offensive line will look better with his mobility, but if they're facing these third and longs, these third and eight and nines, he's going to be sacked I believe just as much as Carson Wentz because the offensive line can't hold up on blitz plays, but I do think during early downs his ability to uh, be mobile will help. But Taylor's biggest issue is going to be limiting the turnovers because he's going to come in, and I almost feel like he's going to be so fired up that he might force things because he's got to feel like I was chosen by God, right? I mean, everything's to break. everything seems to break right for Taylor Heineke. He was sleeping on his sister's couch thinking his pro career was over. Next thing you know, he was in Washington playing in a playoff game against Tom Brady. Now another season, and he's disrespected by they, you know, spending $28 million on Carson Wentz. And they just say, oh, yeah, you know, we'll give you a couple million to stay here to be the backup. And now, again, he's going to be tossed into the fire. So I think the biggest thing for him is going to, I know you're going to be fired up, Taylor, but don't force it. Yeah. 
No, and we saw that last year. There was that stretch where they wanted him to play more like a, a game manager, and it was yeah. kind of this back and forth of having him be more careful. I think it's pretty funny that his first start is against Green Bay. You know, he grew up as a huge Brett Favre fan. Um, you know, the last year's game against Green Bay was quite dramatic where he, you know, was stopped short of the goal line and Rivera threw a fit for that kind of weeks. Um, they were pretty upset that he wasn't ruled in in the end zone there. So, you know, it'll be interesting. I think, you know, we, we've seen this offense with Taylor Heineke. It is, it, it has shown its potential, but at the same time, there, don't forget there are limitations with Taylor Heineke as a quarterback. You know, he, he does, he doesn't have the best arm. He can throw passes a little too high. You you mentioned the turnovers. So, you know, is this a boost for Washington? I don't know. I I, I think when Wentz is at his sharpest, you do see the clear upgrades over Heineke. It's just a matter of how sharp can Wentz be. And, you know, he's not going to be very sharp if he has a broken finger. So, you know, it makes sense to turn to, to Heineke. Joined by Matthew Paris from the Washington Times on our BetQL guest hotline. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067, The Fan. Matt, how much longer was Ron Rivera going to roll out Carson Wentz week after week? I mean, it's hard to point out the positives from Carson Wentz's performances through six games. I mean, I get it. He had two wins. You could have worse than that. But he couldn't connect on any of the 15 to 20 yard routes. It felt like that's where he was most inaccurate. He wasn't doing any of the dump offs, right? You had running backs wide open, tight ends wide open, and he would take the deeper option. I mean, the only positive I could point was to that deep ball. I mean, so really also he took the second most sacks in the NFL. So how much longer do you think Ron Rivera was even going to roll out Carson Wentz? Uh, I, I still think a while. I mean, you know, we saw his fiery speech after Thursday's game about how he picked Wentz, uh, after how he was the guy, not Dan Snyder, that did all the scouting for Wentz and that made the decision. Um, you know, I think some of Monday's fact, Monday's comments factored into it too. You know, I don't think he was going to bench Wentz after apologizing for, um, you know, saying quarterback and creating the storm that he did. You know, if Wentz's play had significantly tailored off if we saw if he if there were like seven more games of the quarterback he was on Thursday then yeah maybe they make a change but it Carson Wentz is Ron Rivera's guy it seems and I think he wants to see what this offense looks like with him and they're going to give him time to, to build that continuity and um yeah so I, I didn't see necessarily see a, a quarterback change in, in the, on the horizon Matt, appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much. That's Matthew Paris from the Washington Times. Thank you. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7. The fan phone lines are open 1-800-636-1067. Taking calls, reacting to the news that Carson Wentz suffered a fractured finger in Thursday Night Football. And we at 106.7, the fan, are reporting that we are expecting him to be sidelined for as much as possibly six weeks. And we're already six games into the season here. I want to grade the position groups and talk about the kind of upgrade that the offense could have with a mobile quarterback like Taylor Heineke. Your call's next on The Fan.